Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff that you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. Hello, y'all. We are back this week with Agatha Ramirez. She is Hello. here. Hello. Hello. So the energy is like here. We're doing a late night recording. You know how these sometimes <laughs> go. But this is a late night recording where I am not laying down. I am sitting up. I am alert. I'm awake. I've had my chocolate cake. Okay. Mm. So here's what's up. So Agatha Ramirez, we have to talk about a few things that are going on pop culturally. And then also like what I've been watching because I've been watching a couple of cute like little things lately. But before we get into all of that, how are you? You've been doing well? You've been, uh, are you better? I've been sick. Yeah, I, I got hardcore sick New Year's Eve day. Oh, really? So I, I rang in the New Year's. I don't even know when the clock hit midnight because I was at 102 fever and like under all my covers. And that fever broke at like 3 a.m. And then I was just sick all the way through like the 7th. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. that's too Not much i know the, is it like the flu thing that's been going around i i think i did get the flu because it was definitely not covid but mm -hmm. the last time i got sick like that the was i, I so i did get sick at new year's 2019 mm -hmm. going into 2020 uh-huh and it was like random out of the blue and this one also was random out of the blue did and you have I was plans? Like, Were you supposed to be doing something? No, 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 not at all. I didn't have plans, but you know, I just I I wanted to have plans and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe I will do something. And nah, I'm gonna just be here shivering and well, at least you were church. home and not like out on the road. You know what I mean? Oh, I know, because I was scheduled to be coming back from Costa Rica. Mm -mm. That, <laughs> and that got canceled. No, yep. like listen to my episode last week, guys, but I had like a whole dilemma getting home from Miami last week. And so it was a whole thing. I have a whole story. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode yet, but I haven't yet. No, okay, yeah. So listen, listen to back to last week. There's a whole thing. Um, I don't want to give it away. You have to listen to last <laughs> week. Because the thing is, if you don't know the story, I actually tell it in such a way that it actually progresses. So okay. it, we, we ended up making our flights and everything. Um, basically... I did, um, what's that show called? Not Survivor, but the other one when two people like run across the world. Um, um, the Amazing Race? Yes, The Amazing Race. That was me and Anthony, okay, in Miami, <laughs> from Fort Lauderdale to Miami. We were amazing racing, okay? <laughs> so that's the whole story from last week. But that's kind of like how, like, so like New Year's Eve, like we got back, like we flew back on New Year's Eve. And so by the time that we got back and got our luggage and everything, it wasn't like, it was like 8 39, you know, almost nine o'clock at night. Oh, so, yeah, I, we had pizza, got with the dogs, and we're done. <laughs> like, that was it. Yeah. We're mm -hmm. done. Yeah. Um, super cooked. Yeah. I didn't do anything for New Year's this year. And the thing is, is like in like 2019, um, that was my last like really big New Year's. You know, we did like a whole, we were at a gala. Like, I was producing okay. stuff that night. We were black tie. I mean, like, we, went and bought new clothes for that. You know what I mean? Like we had it was yeah. like one of those like really, really great nights. And um, but that was the last time I ever like really done something for New Year's Eve. Like I'm usually working in the mm -hmm. past few years. We've been spending them like 
usually here just chilling you know what I mean and like we we're I'm party we're party people so it's like I don't need to go and like run the streets for like that one night you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's yeah a camp you yeah know so yeah I don't mind it like and if the opportunity presented itself the right thing I would do it but mm. that's yeah I feel the same about new year's as well I think that's just like the new yorker in me is like there's so many great things that you can do that you're doing all year Mm -hmm. so it's like you know the that's debauchery a very of new year feels like eh. that's a very good transition to the new yorker in you because this is why i had texted you earlier okay so <laughs> what happened you know i had to take my glasses off i'm wearing glasses because it's late night we're late night recording um <laughs> so there's a hotel i don't want it to get be too specific because i don't need people stalking me um but i was on my way home today to go like pick up dinner and shit And there's a hotel around uh, our neighborhood that has um, undergone some extensive renovations and they have added all kinds of restaurants and nightlife and it's so exciting. But San Diego structural is not built for more, more, more that they're doing here. You know what I mean? Like we are starting to get more high rises, we're getting more condo buildings and all that, but Our roads aren't built for it. People, there's nowhere for, for people to park. You know what I mean? Like you put a restaurant there, but where are they supposed to park? And there is no mass, you know, like transit, you know, like Mm-hmm. it just Mm-hmm. doesn't work. There's no trolley stops, you know, like in the main neighborhoods. Yeah. What this leads into is that we are having issues, you know, with people just jaywalking all over the place over six lane roads. Oh, hell no. Okay, like three lanes one way, three lanes the other way, you know, because that's a turning lane too, you know, that, that's including turning lanes. So that's what's happening. And it's kind of like, so they put this, they they renovated this place. It's beautiful. It's popping. Everybody wants to go there. People are going to dinner. But nobody knows how to like go to the stop sign and fucking walk, you know what I mean? Like where there's an opening in the road and they're just trying to cut across. So I'm like waiting for these people because I have to make my turn. Um, to cross over like this big intersection, right? Is that like I have to, I can't go straight because there's a median. So, what I have to do is I have to make a right, go down a block, make a left, and then turn there and then go back around. I have to backtrack myself. Okay. Mm So, hmm. that's that's what my that's what my journey is. And that's nobody's fault. That's what my journey is. But I'm driving down the street, I have my windows open. I don't even know what I was listening to. You know what I mean? I was coming to America. There I am, minding my business, feeling great, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know how the quote is, but, you know, that's what it is. But, like, so I, um, I'm, like, about to turn, and the thing is, is in this, like, couple, like, comes out. And I was like, oh, hey, hey, Southwest. This is a guy in a Southwest jacket, you know what I mean? Like, Okay. Southwest, like, like print, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. not, not like the airline, but, like, the place. Um, Yeah. And his girlfriend had, like, the big, you know... Um, she had like the brunch girl hat on, you know, the big hat, you know, like, Uh-huh. but they were like trying to keep warm, you know, San Diego. It is cold right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're hitting the Uh-huh. forties Mm -hmm. and fifties right now. Yeah. Yeah, I was So, just on the West Coast. Yeah. so I see them and I'm like, great, let's go, go ahead and cross in front of me. So they're going to cross in front of me and like, go down and go make your, your jump across the street. Well, there's now a clearing. So I go to make my right hand turn. And as I do, this guy comes running. down the block because there's empty in like the regular street. So you can cross right now, Mm-hmm. Mm but he's running into where I am turning.
Okay. Oh, he wasn't at the corner. Mm -mm, he wasn't at the corner, but he wanted to make it in front of my car. Like I needed to turn <laughs> and he's trying to make it in front of my car. Okay. So as he is running to get in front of my car and like I'm turning and like, and I look at him and I honk my horn. Like I almost like hit him. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's yeah. like, I'm like close to like hitting this guy who just comes out of nowhere and it's dark. Okay. It's dork. Okay. There is no more Christmas lights. Everything is dork and sad. Okay. And it's so, January. It's January. <laughs> Depression is out. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody turn their lights off. Well, this boy is trying to run across the street to go get a cocktail. And he goes to run in front of my car as I'm turning. And as I go through, and then he like looks at me and he goes, Oh, what the fuck? And I looked at him and was oh, like, hell no. <laughs> I turned back, like, I don't turn around, but I like look over on my passenger side and yell at him. And I was like, bitch, run in front of my car so I can hit you then. <laughs> <laughs> the New Yorker jumped out. Like the way that it was just like, bitch, run in front of my car so I could just, I could hit you then. <laughs> yeah. You want to be about that life? Be about that life. Well, like what I just, I, cause I'm like, I stopped because I wasn't. What do you say? What do you say? Nothing. He just like looked at me like his eyes got all big. And I was like, Pasta. like, you know what I mean? I just like sped <laughs> off because like okay. he was still, he was still standing there. But it was just like the New Yorker jumped out of me. I was like, no, please do not do this. Do not do this to me right now. <laughs> I cannot with these people. Um, but that was kind of how my day went. No, not really. Actually, we had a pretty decent day today. I had posted today on, um, so if you're listening to this in the morning, the story is still up on my timeline. If you're listening to this on Friday morning, but um, the girls, I sent you a picture. We had yes. we had office pictures oh today. So we had to do headshots of like the whole staff, you know, the accountant and everybody else to go on the website because we're getting it all revamped. And they were like, oh, let's take some pictures of the dogs because they're always there because mascots mm -hmm. or whatever. <laughs> so, and they really did a really nice job. They sat down and like, you know, let yeah. us take a picture. <laughs> that that looks like you're going to get some really nice shots of them. They were like posing. Your dogs mm -hmm. were posing. Yeah, I hope so. So like, yeah, Rose Rose just kind of settled and Siri, the, our photographer is actually, she works in the office. So it just like worked out perfectly for us. So yeah, it was a good little thing. Um. I don't want to mention. I want my, your, I want your... my wallet size print. I just oh, need yeah. you to know that I want my wallet size print. I'll, I'll DM you. We're not, I don't think of printing, but like they're I'll going on the it. website. Whatever. I'll, I'll print it in wallet size. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> um. Okay. So I have a few things that like I want to talk to you about. Somebody just like DM me and like, have you seen Saltburn? Okay, we talked about it last week, but yes, I have seen Saltburn. Have you seen Saltburn? Mm -mm. Who's okay. that? Saltburn, it's on Prime. It's like one of the Oscar contenders this year. You know what I mean? It's going to be like up there. Um, but it is, you need to watch it. Okay. And the way that I don't think I described it well enough last week, because y'all, I was half asleep last week. So let's like, let's get into it. I'm up. I'm awake. We're awake. Oh, I love thrillers. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it's out there. But the thing is, is it has a very, very talented Mr. Ripley vibe. But the thing is, it's supposed to be like set in early 2000s, you know, so they have like little mm -hmm. Easter eggs that like make you think it's, you know, like they're reading an old Harry Potter book, you know, like there's the soundtrack, you know, murder on the dance floor. See it on the ground. Mm -hmm. I don't know what those words were, but they were almost the words <laughs> we're supposed to be saying. But uh, <laughs> But the thing is, it's like it's bringing back all this music, but the, but the whole aesthetic of it, you know, feels like as I think about it, 
it's beautiful. It's beautifully shot. The settings are gorgeous, you know, um, but it has a vibe of an um, Abercrombie and Fitch catalog from like, <gasps> from yes. like 2001, you know what I mean? Like it has like that vibe, like that, like 1998 through 2002 mm -hmm. Abercrombie and Fitch, you know, we're like soft core. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, like a guy like laying in like the shadows, you know, like on his body while he has his abs out. It's Jacob Elordi, you know, and, and um, but it's fabulously acted, but it's weird. Some of it doesn't make sense. It's um, there are some plot holes, but like the last 25 minutes make it worth it. So if you like a good like, um, mystery and a whole you like like a good story. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm -hmm. it's very talented, Mr. Ripley. That's the best way that I can explain it, you know? Okay. And so, and then some people are actually um, comparing it right now. It's that whole Salt, Salt Lake Housewives thing. Have you seen any of that? No. So, because you're like, you must watch. And I was like, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm going to watch it. And I would just pass out from like, I would well. <laughs> say you don't even need to watch the full season. I mean, this season four of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City actually did deliver. It was a good season pretty much through and through. They had um, pretty good like little excursions. Like they went to the Trixie Motel. So it was like pretty and pink and cute. And they, you know, they were in Palm Springs and that. And then in this last one, they went to Bermuda. But essentially, so spoiler upon spoiler, everybody's talking about this right now. So it's the first time in housewives like history and like these franchises where somebody who seemingly is like a super fan got on the show. So this oh. woman went from, so she's like, um, we're finding things out now more about her life. And some things I feel like she held back from the public because she knew she was going to be in this predicament. So now she's giving you some more nuggets about herself, but, um, um I have the cast up, so if you want to reference people, I can look. I can. Excuse me, drinking water. Was that ASMR for people? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Me too. Let me take a sip. So there is a new girl. You do not have that big ass jug. Yeah, I have a 48 ounce. It's called Bubba. It's, I have a 48 ounce cup of water. That's this is how I stay hydrated. That is what we That's used to make Kool-Aid in when we were kids and we had to leave it in the refrigerator and you just put a straw in it and said, let me take that to my bedroom. <laughs> this It is a pitcher. You know what? It is definitely a pitcher because I went out last night and I bought a pitcher of beer and split it with a friend. And this is definitely the size of the pitcher we were drinking so yeah that's obnoxious okay you guys that's like a bucket from home depot with a with a with a handle it's a um, bubba cup mike it's my bubba cup i can't oh the stanley craze right now that's going on out there i don't understand it do you understand it are you a you're not a stanley person you have a bubba whatever. i don't i don't understand it either let me no 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 i'm not even a bubba person i am a simple modern person Okay, I'm a that? simple modern girly and I don't understand the Stanley craze because I think simple modern is such a more superior cup product. Mm -hmm. I just, I just don't, I, I, I get what's going on. It's like women buy all these cups cause they're like, I'm going to be hydrated. I'm going to be hydrated. And then it's like they a have cult like thing. And then they have like a, a million of them. Yeah. They but buy like I, so many and they need every color and they need certain sizes and all that. We actually, um, for Christmas, we got Stanley's from one 
from um <laughs> from Anthony's nephew and his girl that they okay. they they always get us a bunch of gifts and one of their gifts this year for us was like Stanley cups. Um, Wait, did you get the the big 48 48 mm -mm. ounce? These are like a skinny like more like tumbler kind of thing cuz it fits like mm -hmm. in your, it fits in like your back your your book bag kind of thing. Mhm. Mm and so, which I actually do appreciate. And so Anthony doesn't, doesn't like it because it doesn't have a handle. But you have to like, like tip the whole thing up. No, it's actually skinnier than what skinnier. you're actually holding okay. up. Mm -hmm. I'm holding up a simple modern 24 ounce with a convertible top. It converts to both a hot <laughs> beverage lid or you can put a straw lid on it. Obviously, See, I'm, I, I love simple modern. My problem is, is that we brought everything home and I don't even know where like the instructions are of like what, what exactly is with this cup or if it has any other features, but I'm just using it as a regular cup. So I'm just it's drinking just out of it. It's just a regular cup. Like, there I'm just, are no other features. Like, I don't know if there's any other features with this new Stanley, but like, <laughs> like all I know is I put drinks in it and it keeps it cold. <laughs> yes. I think it's, that's also part of the appeal is just the, the fact that you can like throw a drink in there and leave it in your hot ass car and then mm -hmm. come back and it's still i think okay. you'll appreciate it more in the summer here's what i do appreciate about it though right is right now it's kind of cold so we're turning the heat on in the house mm -hmm. so you kind of feel dry when you like wake up in the mm -hmm. middle of the night so you know you need that like cold water yeah yeah well, uh, i had my stanley and i had like ice in it in the middle of the night that was some good ass water at 2 a.m <laughs> This is part of the appeal. Yeah. This is so stupid. I can't even. <laughs> um, but anyways, the Stanley craze. But going back into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So what ended up happening this last season is that we have like core four girls who have been on the show for a little while. That is going to be mm -hmm. your Heather Gay, who has now, mm -hmm. she is the super, okay. She's probably one of the best housewives of all time after this last episode. Like she really she beat, proved she herself. beat Nini. Nini, she's one of the best. She sits up there. When it comes to Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, she is top dog. She is the Nini of Salt Lake City. She mm. is the Bethany of Salt Lake City. She is the Kyle. Like she is, she's the one now. Um, she was the one the first season. Everybody fell in love with her, right? Like she fell, everybody fell in love with her so much that Rihanna started following her. Okay. <gasps> wow. And then when okay. that happened feeling herself too much so season two she kind of fell off it a little bit and then season three mm -hmm. she came back that we started liking her again but what happened in season three was this is like the season where you remember jen shaw the girl who was going to be going to jail because she had stole all that money from all those old people um yeah like, i know do... this from literally listening to okay. um to to the pod yeah so go back in the past you guys but anyways so long story long is that jen shaw she scammed all these people out of all their money um through like wire fraud and and phone phone um communicate what is it called telecommunication sales that kind of thing anyways so that woman she was on the last season so in season three she was on like before she was going to be going to jail before she's being arraigned before she was you know going to trial and all that sort of thing so that was last season well in that season when they all went on this trip i think here to san diego the night after me and nelson saw them um do their shooting that we actually talked about last week mm -hmm, on the episode mm -hmm. so go back and listen to a little bit of that and we talked about it in the past so i'm not gonna go into it again so google real housewives salt lake city on the podcast and you will find that me and me and nelson tell a whole story about going and watching them film mm -hmm. i love that story but anyways um in that vacation when they were here 
what in the morning they wake up and Heather Gay has a black eye, a massive black eye. How did you get it? I don't remember. I might have fallen. I might. I don't remember how I got it because they blacked out because they were drinking so much. And that's how these women are. They do drink a lot when they go on these vacations. So that's where they kind of left it. But everybody's always thought that it was Jen Shaw and nobody knew if she did. Right. And so that's one of the little egg Easter eggs that you kind of will they'll, they'll lead back to it. But that's a big deal in this last episode. I would mm -hmm. say that you could probably get by. You can watch like the first episode of this season of season four and then watch the very last episode and you'll you'll jump on with what's going on right now in the culture. Okay. Um, but then you can watch the whole thing if you just want to have like a good time. Because mm -hmm. um, I think there's only 15 episodes, so it could be a quick watch. Yeah, it's fairly new. Yeah. Um, and you can just start right now with season four. You don't have to go back. You can go back, but like this, the main core. So Heather Gay. So that's this woman. You know what I mean? So, so season three, that happened. Season four starts. She's now a New York Times bestseller. She has a book called Bad Mormon about being excommunicated for the Mormon church and divorcing and having a, being a single mother finding her footsteps thriving. Now she owns a um, beauty, a medical spa, basically. Mm -hmm. And so called Beauty Lab and Laser out there in Salt Lake. And she's now got two outlets and she's super successful and everybody loves her. Then she's got mm -hmm. a woman who is like a cousin twice removed or whatever that she's now gotten to know as in her adult years named Whitney. Mm -hmm. And Whitney is one of the core four because she's been on since the first season. And mm -hmm. um, so those two are cousins together. They make up bad weather, um, Whitney and Heather, bad weather. <laughs> so that's, that's one of the other girls had had one of the other girls called them that and they've now run with it like they've made, <laughs> they've marketed it. Um, but in Whitney is, you know, she's ex-Mormon as well. You know, she's had like she's on a hill and journey. And this season has been kind of hard for her because one of her best friends passed away from cancer. And so mm -hmm. she's kind of in a little bit of a grief place. But at the same mm -hmm. time, this season, she's very desperate for a storyline because she hasn't had much. So like things like with her husband and that she's exasperating, which I think is very, very touchy when you're on one of these shows that you shouldn't be doing that. Don't poke holes in your marriage when you don't need to for a storyline. Yeah. So and I feel like that's what she's doing right now. But anyways, so that's one of the other girls. And then we have Lisa Barlow, who is kind of like the out of touch, still kind of one foot in the Mormon church, but she owns a tequila company. Make it make sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she talks like this and hello, hi, baby gorgeous. Hello, baby gorgeous. Oh, no. she's the baby gorgeous. Yes. And so, <laughs> hi, she's Lisa Barlow. And this is how she talks. And so she's. <laughs> Almost like a like a valley girl, you know what I mean? Like, and mm -hmm. um, she's kind of a fan favorite. Last season, we kind of thought that she was going to rise up and be our supreme, you know, of this show because last season she had a really, really good showing. And then we have Meredith Marks, and Meredith Marks is the other one with a really like uh, cadence to her voice, and she talks mm. like this, and sometimes she will start talking with a slight British accents for no reason and so she'll slur her words and talk about the husbands and you want to talk about the rumors with the husbands so that's meredith marks and so and she owns a store um out there uh, a jewelry store accessories that sort of a thing meredith marks that she designs jewelry and that kind of thing tchotchkes and that kind of shit um family money her husband has money uh, she's got a her 
gay son is a fashion designer who basically just puts like a stripe on something and calls it fashion. You know, he's like, here's, <laughs> here's, a, here's a suit jacket and let me put a stripe with a button and now it's fashion. You know I mean? like he just adds things to the things that are already existing. Um, So, but those are the core four. And then the new girl that we have in this season, her mm -hmm. name is Angie K. And Angie K came along last season, I think as a friend of, so she's been kind of always circling and she is um Greek girl who in the beginning of the season hated her. Okay. Like it was like, mm -hmm. she just felt so thirsty and she was treated like shit by that Jen Shaw, the one who went to jail last, mm -hmm. last year. Um, she was treated like shit by her. Like this, like that woman, Jen Shaw poured a drink on her head as a joke in the middle of like, like, you know what I mean? Like she just did it and was like, oh, I was, it was just a joke. And like nobody was, put hands on anybody? No. And that's the thing. Like so disrespectful. And mm -hmm. you can see this little <laughs> Greek firecracker was ready to go. And like, but she still, she wanted to be on that show. So she like calmed herself down. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. she really, she really wanted to be holding a snowflake. That's what they hold in Salt Lake. <laughs> and then the another new girl that they brought in this season, um, it's this girl, Monica. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at her. Yep. Monica Garcia, Monica Fowler. She's got three different last names. She's kind of a grifter and it's really, really leading into all these very, very shady territories. Ooh. And so what is now we like got aliases. Out, That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And so what is now like come out is that so Monica, she has a very good friend named Tanisha. That's one of her best friends. So this is information we didn't talk about last week, guys. Okay. So this is when we're going to start talking about some new things because Tanisha was just Erica. recently. Yeah. He was on um, the, what was used to be Bitch Sesh, which with Casey Wilson and Danielle um, Schneider. Those two have this massively successful podcast called Bitch Sesh, and they've recently taken it private and it's called Garbage World now. So you have to actually pay for a membership and it's like eight to twelve dollars a month and you can listen to they have all these episodes and things like that and i'm one of the subscribers and so they <laughs> recently they got to sit down with tanisha so there's more information that's now starting to drop um so tanisha is really good friends with um, monica and tanisha does whitney's i'm sorry tanisha does whitney's hair sometimes but she is heather's main stylist so she does mm -hmm. heather's heather's hair all the time and Excuse me. Um, Tanisha and Monica, we have now found out, have co-conspirator and they've been together on setting up a uh, blog, like a uh, Instagram profile called Reality Vontese. And it was the thing that was brought out to bring Jen Shaw down. It was the thing that was releasing all these videos of Jen Shaw screaming at her employees and all these rumors and things like that. And that's what they were dedicated towards. And then what we find out in the season as the season is going is that Monica was one of Jen Shaw's assistants. Okay. And how we, and what we find out too. So this is what Tanisha is now told. So this is new information, kids. Oh, this is new no stuff that we haven't heard. So okay. no, this is, this is how this Monica is like a, super genius super evil mm -hmm. genius we are seeing it at work people are like mother diva all this kind of thing so <laughs> monica what she did was um, she knows that jen shaw who who that is well there wait wait they, wait i just want to make sure i have this right jen shaw's former assistant was the monica with all the aliases who mm -hmm. is homies with tanisha who's the stylist for uh the weather girls yes 
But then okay. the thing is, is and Monica is now a housewife. But the way that Monica became mixed up with this crew is insane. So Monica had been wanting to be like part of the show since the beginning when they started, when when Bravo was auditioning women, you know what I mean? Like when mm -hmm. something was happening, something was brewing in Salt Lake City. And so all these people were mm -hmm. starting to be pulled in and how this goes. Monica wanted to be part of this. Well, Monica's husband, the husbands, the rumors with the husbands. Um, but anyway, so Monica's husband was a handyman, that kind of a thing. He had an out, he had an ad out there on one of those apps, kind of like a like a like a task rabbit kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And they the the Shaws, so Jen Shaw, they ended up hiring his services for something. Uh, I think a closet kind of a situation, you know. So Monica knowing that they were going to the house went with as his assistant that day to work with him and put the closet pieces in got to know jen shaw becomes jen shaw's assistant okay this is salt burn shit y'all this is wow yeah this is the long game has now told so this is like new shit now so mm -hmm. um so monica now becomes jen shaw's assistant and last season right they um Meredith had these all these issues with Jen Shaw, and she was like, one of your people stole from my store. We have it on camera. And it was mm -hmm. this guy, Koa, or whatever his name is. Um, I, might, I might have that name wrong, guys. I, that might be the hairdresser, or the, I'm sorry, that might be the fashion stylist. I'm not sure of the guy's name. But anyways, one of Jen Shaw's other assistants is caught on this camera. There's a purse there. He walks by it. Purse is gone. And so... Jen Shaw lets this guy go, but she was standing by this guy. It became like this big point of contention between Jen Shaw and Meredith in the past. Well, this season, we find out in the last episode that the other woman in the film, in the footage, at the, when they're stealing the bag, is Monica. <laughs> like, and we never knew this, that we never noticed her because we're always watching the boy last season. And then this season they like go back and they realize it's Monica with blonde hair last year. Okay. I mean like, so this is like, there's all this stuff that's brewing that this woman who was never involved has always been involved in the sidelines. Right. Yeah. She's, she's Mont, she's Jen Shaw's assistant. She is there when this guy steals something. She's also there when all these horrible things are happening in the house because Jen Shaw treats her team like shit. So, mm -hmm. What it was is he didn't, the, her husband didn't go in to do a closet. He went in to install the cameras. That's what it was, the security okay. system. So Monica had access to all that security system, allegedly. That's what they're saying right now. And so that's right. how she was able to release all the footage of Jen Shaw treating her people like Ooh, shit. Is, with but Kathy that's and, like theft. Yeah, that's this is like her huge. intellectual property. Who knows where this is going? Because the thing is, is, when you, um, I don't know if you know about this, and this actually goes into another thing, but um, like into like another TV show, but I recently learned this is that when you record somebody, you know what I mean? Like there's mm -hmm. like a surveillance thing, but it's a bigger deal to record their voice without them knowing than it is to record their images without them knowing, you know what I mean? But like, is but isn't that by state? Because like in New York City, you can record people without their permission. But you're not allowed their voice. 
So without them knowing that it's being recorded, you're not like it's, it has to do with like wiretapping, something like that. Mm, okay. One of those kind of things. So who knows what that has to do with. But anyways, so this is one of the alleged things that that's how this information was getting onto reality. Von Teese is that she was taking this footage and she was putting it from there. So this has been kind of like brewing in the background. Well, now Monica, she's been friends with Angie because Angie was friends with Jen Shaw as well. So she started to get mm -hmm. to know her and she started making her way on the show Monica, mm -hmm. you know, is back here in the background and uh, Monica has been trying to get on the show. Jen Shaw has now going to jail. Um, and before this happened, so in between this Jen Shaw going to jail and everything, and Monica is the assistant. So Monica, one day Jen Shaw tells her about this opportunity that she could get into basically her ring of fire that she was, you know, spinning on, you mm -hmm. know, doing these scams. And she tells Monica that, hey, do you want to be part of this network? And that, you know, you have these downlines, blah, 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 or whatever. And when Monica went home to say something, I guess uh, a friend or a family member who was involved with the FBI or in one of those like levels basically mm -hmm. was like, don't touch that. Um, she's under investigation. It's coming out. And like, and so then they're okay. saying that now Monica was an informant on Jen Shaw as well. This is what put oh. Jen Shaw into jail is that Monica is one of the people who was involved with that. So then now Jen Shaw is in jail. And now Monica, that we find out in the first part of this reunion is that Monica had when she, she put her name out there herself and said, don't you, um, I think you guys need a feisty Latina to really spice things up on the show. It's, you know, whatever. She sends a little thing out to Bravo. She's ready to connect it with the ladies. Bravo interviews her. She's beautiful. She's great. Mm -hmm. She's quick. She's smart. She gets a role on the show. So she goes from being Jen Shaw's assistant, putting Jen Shaw into jail, and now has her snowflake. Okay? Oh, my God. And in the reunion this season, she is sitting first chair. <laughs> okay? That is this girl. Wild. And so the fans are like, some people are like, mother, she like went from being a super fan, internet blogger, you know, hate troll to becoming one of the girls on the fucking show sitting next to Andy. So this is like, and this is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. This is why it's a this big deal. This is Gossip right Girl. This is like. <laughs> exactly. And she even says that Gossip Girl couldn't be Gossip Girl forever. So then she's like, she comes clean with it. And like, and so that's why if you watch the last season, the finale of this past season. So I think it's like, it, it's right before the reunions. Watch it because it's amazing because um, Heather has been having this feeling and they're out in Bermuda. And it's mm -hmm. the perfect episode because they're in this beautiful area. There's a storm rolling in. The wind is whipping everywhere. Everywhere is wearing like couture clothing that just wh wafting in the wind. And they have this confrontation. And it starts with the with Whitney. Or I'm sorry. Keep saying Whitney. Heather. Heather Gay. Heather Gay has been compiling all this information. And she's asking Tanisha about all this. That, you know, like, do you know about this? Do you know about this? You know, and there's little things that that Monica has been saying as they've been filming all season mm -hmm. that have been sticking out to Heather as like, these are kind of red flags. Like, why is this like this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, why, why is she saying these kind of things? How does she know this information? How is she the one who's always dropping a hint and then, you know, the information pops up on the gossip blogs two days later? <laughs> 
And so um, Heather is like putting all this together and she goes back to Tanisha and Tanisha and her, Tanisha's her hairstylist. And Tanisha finally comes clean and says, yeah, so Monica is reality Von Teese, And that's the one that had been taking Jen Shaw down. And the other ladies in the group became collateral damage. And then after a while, when Jen Shaw goes to jail, like what else are they going to talk about? So they start, start talking about other people in Salt Lake City. So they're dropping other things out there. I mean, like rumors that Angie K comes from the Greek mafia. Like there's um, rumors that Angie K's husband is gay, that he's sleeping with all these other men because he's a hairstylist and he has gay face, but still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like all these kind of like rumor things. So it's kind of, it's it's incredible. The final episode of this of this last season was great. And so now they're into the Ricky reunion territory. And just more things are coming out. I think this woman has, she's burning it down. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. she, like, she did a photo shoot as Roxy Hart, like essentially like, you know, like burning the newspapers, you know, that kind of mm -hmm, a thing you know, mm -hmm. with the headlines and like, you know, Gossip Girl couldn't be Gossip Girl forever. And so, and it just doesn't feel like there's, there's almost no way I think for her to come back on the show. And I also don't think it sets a good precedent for Bravo if they keep somebody who who's done this, because what does that do to the ladies on any of the other cast to feel like who and who in this who in this is the mole who's who here is not just playing the game, but they're playing yeah, but, five, 15 steps ahead of everybody else. But it OK, but but it's good. Tele OK. <laughs> I, I have to, mm, oh my God, so many thoughts. Okay, so yes, let's, the Bethany and the Reckoning, right? Mm -hmm. So like, yes, there are things that, that are That was such kind a, of, like a fizzle though. Like it didn't like. Yeah, but it, but this could rekindle something, right? Because it, this is kind of what she's talking about. It's like, there's toxic behavior, right? So on the one hand, I kind of agree with her. But on the other hand, like this is really good television oh it's fantastic television she, she handed them a season this exactly the drawback is that she's not a producer so like mm -hmm. if she had been on the inside and she had been producing some of these women she I, who, lord even knows what she could have spun so you know i think i think what probably gets to be intimidating is the fact that she is um one of the cast members and she is not a producer but she's able to do this just by herself right like that is well, a little thing intimidating is, is, i think it's the same thing though as like in the gossip girl thing of like you know spo spoiler alert guys but dan's gossip girl but like <laughs> when you go back and think about what a sociopath that you're sitting with me at dinner and we're having these conversations and then something that i say is going to leak out there and go and you know what i mean and become public fodder when there's things that aren't being on the camera that we're not talking about mm -hmm. and you know when you bring it on when you bring it on camera it's out there for the world and so now there's no safety of when cameras are down there's no safety anymore like these women are right. not going to feel like i don't want to be your friend outside of the season i don't want to kick it with you because if i get too drunk are you going to videotape me on the side and, and put it out there because now we're getting videos of her mother that were never put out there secret videos of that i mean like it's kind of wait of whose mom jen shaw's mom no of monica so it's another character in the show 
but like mm-hmm. it's it, like her mother's in the show and her mother and her have a very contentious relationship and you can kind of see where monica gets a lot of like her sneakiness and like all these kind of things i mean it's just it's all in there but it's it's kind of incredible this year it's such it's such a commentary but i think that this is like the one housewives right now that like i go from this and then i go over to beverly hills and i fall asleep you know what i mean like (laughs) like i literally am falling asleep (laughs) on beverly hills right now and miami is one of those ones that i just put on for fun while i'm cooking because i know it's going to be a good time it's just gonna be bright color Mm -hmm. you can follow it they're going to be saucy and that kind of a thing and it's just it's a good it's a good time but right now in the housewives universe it's all about salt lake okay but you don't think they can have her back on i just i don't I don't think it's good for I, the show. I, I, I see what it's... you're saying. It's just it's like she there are no alliances because she can't be trusted. She can't be trusted. And the thing is, is all the other ladies now, they're not going to want to film with you. Like They're not going right. to want to be. They're not going to want to. She's so going to get her is, own thing. She's going to get her own show. But the thing is, is like when you watch the season, she is so much more TLC than Bravo. OK, like she's that network because the way that she is with her mother and everything, she doesn't have the same amount of money as the other women. Like one of, that was one of the things that made her endearing in the beginning was is that like she was spending all this money, you know, to like try to keep up with them. And she got a Louis Vuitton purse and that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, OK, you know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. priorities and you don't need to be doing this. And and what are you doing on the show even? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So but now like she is she's dipped into the Bravo world. Half the people love her. You know, she's an ultimate villain. I don't think she's going to be able to shoot with these ladies again. Maybe they'll get her on a Real Housewives, like, ultimate girls trip. But I mm-hmm. just don't see this going any further with her. Um, anyway, let's talk about some other stuff, guys. Get out of the Bravo universe. And so there is something over on Paramount. Okay, so RuPaul's Drag Race came back. Um, season 16 is here. And again, it's back on MTV. I didn't realize it, so I... Got another subscription for Paramount Plus. Didn't realize it. So now I have Paramount Plus. And I had to figure out what the fuck am I going to watch on Paramount Plus so I'm not spending this money for the month. <laughs> so there are two shows that I've started on there. Um, the Curse, that new Emma Stone one. I am mm, not a Paramount Plus girly at all. It's okay. The Emma Stone one is... That's it's... how I felt about it. That's why I never became a Paramount Plus girl. Because we mm-hmm. both like... This feels like it's an okay. Yeah, network. it's like, like it, it's like um, I I started it and then I like stopped. Like I just kind are of are you talking like, about like the curse? Yeah, the curse. I stopped the show. Yeah. I, like I started it. It's one of those ones that like if I'm on a plane, I'm gonna feel more inclined to like okay, let's watch it. But like I don't need to. You know what I mean? Like it's just mm-hmm. um. Um, I want to say like what it's about so far, what I understand that what it's about is that, um, Whitney and Asher Siegel are a newlywed couple struggling to bring their vision of eco-conscious housing to the small community community of Espanol, New Mexico, but their efforts are complicated by alleged curse and, um, and, and eccentrically flawed reality TV producer, Dougie, I'm sorry, I can't read because I don't have my thing up. Um, their efforts are complicated by an alleged curse and an eccentrically flawed reality TV producer, Dougie, who sees opportunity in their story. As the series unfolds, the couple finds themselves caught in a mysterious web of ethical and moral gray zones, all while trying to keep the relationship afloat and conceive a child. It's got like 
the office vibes because it's like there's a lot of things that feel like they're being shot from far away you know what i mean like mm -hmm. with, with cameras because they're like shooting reality show she's got all this money apparently her parents are like assholes or something like that he's got a small dick it becomes like a whole storyline they even show it it's tiny um <laughs> like baby peen but yeah and so like that that gets into like some of his some of his issues you know what i mean with with their marriage and with their life and them trying to have a child and all these kind of things but it just um where is the glamour <laughs> you know what i mean like where's the eleganza like it's just it's all shot like dusty and it doesn't make me happy and so i watched it because i downloaded it you know what i mean like in my mm -hmm. phone and i was stuck on a plane but like i wouldn't i don't think i would go any further i i remember the trailer for this mm -hmm. but i think this appeals to like people isn't isn't part of the story the whole thing that they're like gentrifiers <laughs> yeah but the thing area. is but but they're not gentrifiers because they're trying to make things better. But the thing is, is it's like, it's almost like, um, it's almost like the extreme home, home makeover that like you make things better in a certain way, but then six months later, is it really doing better? Because, you know, you brought in all the cameras and all the flash. And now that you went away, is the place going to still be able to run itself? It's those kind of things. And so mm -hmm. it's just, it's not appealing to me, but now flip side, Paramount plus did do something good. It is this other show called Fellow Travelers. It's a Showtime television show. So when you have Paramount, mm -hmm. you get the Showtime kind of stuff onto it. Oh, okay. Girl, Matt Bomer has never been hotter to me. Oh, my like, God. He is so hot in this. It's a television miniseries. Okay, so this is based on the 2007 fictional novel by the same name by Thomas Mallon. Fellow Travelers follows the paths of political staffers Hawkins Fuller and Tim Laughlin, whose paths converge at the height of the lavender scare of the 1950s. Despite the constant threat oh. of getting caught, their searing love for each other only intensifies in the tumultuous decades that follow. Their volatile romance spans the Vietnam War protests of the 1960s, the drug-fueled disco hedonism of the 1970s, and the AIDS crisis of the 1980s as they face obstacles in the world and in themselves. This has been an incredible watch. I am about 75% through. Um, it is unapologetically gay sexy. Like, they, they mm -hmm. do, like... They they just go there. Like there's like like he goes cruising in a bathroom. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know, takes a guy home and then fucks him from behind. I mean, like they go there with those scenes. Like you don't see everything, but it's the stuff that like it's just they put it all out there. Mm -hmm. But the love story between these two is becomes very sweet. It's um, and right now the place that I am because it's you're gonna like it because they time jump yeah i'm already loving it yeah remember yeah. remember in like the i think it was i don't know if it was the late 90s or the early 2000s where like they did these theories where it was like the 60s the 50s the mm -hmm. yes, yes i do it feel it feels like one show but they were all different shows but i'm loving the possibility of kind of following like a queer story arc through mm -hmm. all those decades of like queer history because you never see that you know what I mean like you just you just don't unless unless that's 
a community that you're in and like that's part of your history like you never get to really learn about it so i'm excited about that that's really this cool. i'm loving because it does it does do a little bit of that kind of teaching but even for like gazes that we get to see this like it's a beautiful love story that they tell between these right. two but i don't even know if it's that beautiful because the thing is is because there's just the whole not coming out of the closet you know yeah what I mean? the whole Cause political because their lives do start to diverge and you do like you find out very early on um where they are now and then we backtrack into where they were in the 1950s and when they met and you even oh. see like stylistically the colors because when they start like anything that's 1950s almost feels black and white like when i'm thinking about the show i know it wasn't shot in black and white but it mm -hmm. feels white when they're in 1950s and 1960s they add more of like the red and sepia tones and that mm -hmm. kind of thing and then in the stuff that's like 80s has lots of blue and green i mean so it's like it's beautifully shot stylistically i'm loving it um i feel like this is one of those shows too that like everybody slept on like it doesn't feel like anybody's really talking about this as much and this came out you know last year um and they're calling it a thriller. So it's Matt Bomer, Jonathan Bailey, um, Allison Williams, you know, from Girls. Mm -hmm. She's in this. Um, so is um, Jelani Aladdin. Um, like there's like, it's a bunch of great actors and everything. But so do you know what the Lavender Scare was? Yeah, wasn't that when like the, it, it, it was um, when, uh, oh my God, in queer history, basically the beginning of the political gay rights yeah. movement before all of the like stonewall stuff where it was yeah, just so this people paralleled... were, were ramping up and trying to get their rights so that they could be out so the lavender scare kind of what this was is it was in the 1950s that um let me just google it because it, it i know that it has to do with like anti-communist kind of um, things that it parallels with that. But so it's a lavender mm. scare with moral panic about homosexual people in the United States government, which led to their mass dismissal from government services during the mid uh, mid 20th century. It contributed to and paralleled the anti-communist campaign, which is also known as McCarthyism. Uh, and it's just kind of crazy that this is, this is like, it's, it's nuts that um, I'm sorry, just as you're reading this, I'm just thinking about how, um, like all of these civil rights things, they're just always, we're always together fighting the same fight just from like a different perspective. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, well, it's this crazy how, that this is the 1950s and we're still dealing with it right now. We're still dealing with this. Yeah. This yeah. is wild. This is, yeah. So this is like a time too that like when, um, so when this in the mo in the movie and when the mini series like kind of where it starts, you know, with um, Hawk and, and, Tim, which and they call start they call they call him Skippy, um, Skip. That when things start with them, that they're both in the government. You know what I mean? They're both working as mm -hmm. government aides. One of them is a little bit higher ranked in that. And um, and this is when the lavender scare happened. It was kind of like you know when they were doing those things with the anti-communists. You know, and they were were you a communist? You know, and they were mm -hmm, interviewing mm -hmm. people and they went to your family and all that. Well, this is happening here where. Um, if you were gay, that you were not moral, that you were not somebody who should be serving in government or be a public official, you should not be being. So they were just mass firing people. And so that if you weren't married and like you were a woman and you were living with another woman, let's go find out why your two secretaries wow. living together. And so 
Um, like, and so it, and they would put them through these inquisitions and that if you didn't pass, they would also put you and you would have to go do a, um, a lie detector test and all that sort of thing. I mean, like it was crazy and they were just firing. And then if you got fired for being queer, where are you going? Where are you going to work? No other mm -hmm. government agency is going to have you. You can't go work for, you can't go be a teacher or anything like that. Like, what do you do? And if everybody finds out that you're gay in this time. And, um, and then they also do bring in a few black characters too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we, we do get enough of it, you know, on the side, <laughs> but they, but they do have it. But, um, this, so like where this is too, so like Matt Bomer's character is a little bit more of the masculine, the more butch he's been around the block a few times. He knows mm -hmm. how to hide it. He know you know, and he's also working on the inside and not everybody knows. And mm -hmm. he's, he's the better liar. And Tim is like, as soon as he walks in the first time, like Matt Bomer smells it on him. You know what I mean? Mm. Like he, his radar goes off. And so it's all of that. And it's, um, it's just, it's a great like love story. And like, I'm finding myself getting really, really wrapped up into it. I'm appreciating it. It's like a romance novel with sex. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a total hallmark with sex, but the thing is, is, but it's really beautifully acted. I think it's wonderfully written and it looks great. So I would say if you do accidentally sign up for Paramount plus, this is the show that you should watch while you're accidentally you don't have like, an, like a link or anything where you could get like a bonus and I could sign up for Paramount plus so I could watch it. I don't know. Let me check. You might be able to like let, let you in on that one. Um, but that's the that's the one series. But the thing is, girl, is I I already discontinued it, so I think I got like ten days left. <laughs> like I was like, oh shit, I did sign up for it. You know, we'll find out. Um, okay, we've been talking for a little while, but let me see what else I have. But you're saying that's a Showtime show. That's it's a Showtime show. So if you have Showtime, you can find it there. So okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a Showtime okay. show, but. Paramount Plus has it on there as an addition. They all run together. Um, Percy Jackson, were you ever a fan of these the the, the books, the young the young mm -hmm. books, or even the movies? The young the young adult books, no. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will say this: um, I appreciate a lot of the Greek, Greek mythology and that sort of a thing. In the Percy Jackson movies, um, I did not run out to go find them, but when they did come on like Hulu and Disney Plus, I have watched them and I have found them enjoyable. They are just like fluff watch, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, they have now started, Disney Plus has now started a series because those were pretty super successful, you know what I mean? For them, they did more than one. Um, and they're like high stylized. I'm telling you, you probably would love it on a plane, you know what I mean? Like just throw mm -hmm. it on and like you don't need to pay attention too much, but you pay attention just enough. It's perfect. Um, the series, cute. I was not expecting that. Like yeah. I just threw it on because I was like, oh, because what they did was is they made him even younger than what, what he is in the um in the movies. In the movies, okay. they make him like 16, 17 years old, so they can kind of make it like a little bit um may I may I say, do they try to make it a little bit more provocative, a little more sexier? You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they can, because scream and all those other kind of things where you know high schoolers are supposed to be hot. Yeah. But, um <laughs> But in this, they do make Percy like <laughs> what he should be his age. He should be a lot younger, like a 12 year old or something like that. And so just kind of coming into his like teen years. And so they've done that. So they've removed all of like the sexiness and they've just made it a good story. You know what I mean? And so um, and they do follow. So if you have seen the Percy Jackson movies for some of you guys out there, they do follow the books. Um, but this follows the books more closely. And so it got rid of like the flash and the stuff that they were trying to sell because they now need to elongate into a series. So mm -hmm. 
Um, if you've already seen the movies, you'll kind of get the storyline, but I think they're going to catch us up to where they left off. And then now that, and then they're going to take the story forward. Um, it's fun. It's flashy. It's Greek mythology. He's basically the son of Zeus and a mortal woman. So he's a half, um, mm -hmm. he's a half God, he's a demigod. And so you know, a la Hercules, that kind of a thing. Yeah. And so, um, and he is out and he is training with other kids who are like him or who are gods, you know, and like, and they have to be sent to a certain place because, you know, they are very susceptible to other supernatural beings and attacks and that sort of a thing. So they have to learn how to defend themselves. So that's the whole thing is they have to go, go to like this camp and go train and that sort of a thing. So that's kind of where I am. I've only watched like an episode and a half. I'm finding it very cute, but that's that Percy Jackson series over in Disney plus. If you need something to watch in the background, it seems like something. Okay. Two other things I want to talk about real quick. There's a movie called Joyride. It's on Hulu. Joyride. It's Ashley Park. Um, it is also Stephanie Hsu. Um, yes, I, I saw the trailer for this. Mm -hmm. So Joyride is so much fun. Um, let me see here. Ashley Park, Stephanie Hsu. Uh, Sherry Cola and Sabrina Wu are our main four that are in this movie. Um, absolutely loved it. So what it is, is Ashley and Stephanie, they play Audrey and Kat and they are, they become in the very first two minutes. So I'm not spoiling it for you guys. Um, there's this Asian couple, you know, like at, at the playground and they're looking around and they're speaking Chinese and just, you know, like, okay, we moved to a new neighborhood. What are we doing here with all these white people? You know what I mean? It's kind of like that kind of a vibe. And then all of a sudden this like, you know, white couple comes up to them and they're like, hi, are you guys new here? You guys have a daughter? Oh my, yeah, that's so great. Maybe your daughter can play with our daughter. And they're like, what is this? White people want us to play with their daughter. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the little girl pokes out and she's, she's adopted from China. And so these two little Chinese girls, they get to grow up together in this predominantly white neighborhood. And so Ashley Park plays one in the, and Stephanie, she plays the other. And um, they grow up basically being the two Asian girls, but one of them with her culture right there, because her parents speak Chinese and she, you know, the, the family restaurant, that sort of a thing. And the other one grows, grows up in a white home. So she has this whole thing with not feeling culturally represented enough either on her white side or her Chinese side and that kind of a thing. Mm. And then they end up, um, she has to take a business trip out in China to like impress somebody. And on that trip, you know, trouble ensues and it's this whole dry thing. <laughs> it's fun. It's in the vein of like bridesmaids and girls night and that sort of a thing. Um, I don't want to give it away, but there no, is, there is so a, good. Yeah, yeah, there is a crazy night where sexual antics happen and every girl gets to own who she is. And it's just, <laughs> it's wild. And so, um, but yeah, don't want to give anything away because it's fun because there's a lot of stuff that's not even in the in the commercials that is there. But something I would suggest y'all to go ahead and watch Joyride. It's a lot of fun. And I think it's also that's on, on, my, um, it's it's on my, it's on my watch list. Yeah. 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 So watch that guys. And then my other one, okay, because you know that I'm a law and order head. <laughs> and so I got into this whole conversation over Christmas with my sister-in-law 
basically because she's been watching a lot of the law and orders too. And she had been watching all the criminal intents. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm trying to find seasons one through like 16 of regular law and order original recipe. It is so hard to find them. So now I have found that you can get season one on Amazon for like $12, but it's not even a complete season. I don't think, because I think there's a few episodes that looks like they're missing, but there's no other season two through 16. Can't find it anywhere. Not Apple not Apple TV. I'm not finding it like on Amazon Prime. Like nobody has them. So I'm going to probably have to find them on like YouTube or something like that and just watch the bootleg ones if I want to get into there. But in my search, looking for these <laughs> Law and Order original recipes, I have found Law and Order Los Angeles. Oh, that was like a brief blip. It was like one fucking season i think or yeah maybe- in like 2015 no mm, 2012 was it 12 there we go let me relook because i know i did look this up myself too <laughs> but um it is i can't say it's good it <laughs> it's mm, i i think i saw one episode and i was like why did they move like it doesn't make Wolf, a lot. What are you doing? It's the it's Dick Wolf universe, you know what I mean? And they really wanted to mix it up by taking it from the East Coast and putting it over on the West Coast. But Law and Order needs the grit and it needs like to be dark. Mm-hmm. Like everything here is always like a palm tree and there's light coming through the window. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like we don't need this. Like, Too joyful. It really Your crime it, is too joyful. <laughs> it lasted for one season. It was 22 episodes. I'm probably like five or six episodes in um, and most episodes start so movie. Like it's like, they like, they spend all this money on like Lou Vega's Mambo number five. And then they like do a whole scene. (laughs) Like, and it's like a whole movie in the very intro. And then it's like, you know, they find the dead body on bum bum, you know? And the thing is, isn't like, <laughs> it's not even song. like that though. It's like bum bum. <laughs> like, it's like, like the music is just out there. It's like, what is happening to Law and Order? It doesn't make sense. And it's on the free V2. So you have to watch an ad every so often because it's not even on a regular. But I'm going to watch it because I'm a completist and I'm trying to, like, <laughs> you know, I'm Dick Wolf universing. Eventually, I will get into the lawn or the Chicago fires and all that kind of shit. But like or Chicago PDs and all that. But like right now, I'm enjoying like my law and order situation because I like the we solve the crime ish. Then we get to the court case and then we figure it out, you know, like I do yeah. like my I do like my routines here. But what, from what I do understand. So um, it starts off too like the very first season is like Skeet Altrich. And uh, Corey Stahl, who, you know, is just, I think Corey Stahl is so hot, but he's got this weird mustache in this. Um, And then, like, then all of a sudden, uh, Regina Hall's in this. She plays one of, like, the DAs. Like, and the thing is, and it's so off-putting because all of a sudden, Regina Hall shows up and she's in a suit. And you're like, what? Regina Hall, what are you doing in here? I'm going to shit on these walls, Ray. Like, (laughs) I'm going to fart in your mouth. Um, But, like, it's just, it's weird. But the thing is, is for what I understand is that, like, it just was not going well. And so they, like, Skeet Altrich quit and, like, like, uh, what's it called they decided um 
that they like they would scrap people because it just wasn't living up to expectations of what people had for Law and Order. So the cast started dropping like flies, and they just weren't. There was no, <laughs> um, you need like chemistry between those, yeah, you know, between those whoever those two guys are going to be or whoever those two you know the, the yeah. I say guys but guy and girl you know like yeah. as in SVU but. You need some chemistry between the lead detectives in this and then, you know, something that also goes with the DA and, and the and the badassery too. Because like did you were you ever a um what's this this thing called? Uh, oh my god, I can't think of the name. Um Major Crimes or before Major Crimes, it was um with Kira Sedgwick, the cl- the, cl- the closer? The closer. The closer. Yeah. Was it the closer? I think it was anyway, that took place in LA. Mm-hmm. And to me that like, like you're, like you're saying about the grit, like that show was always very sunny, but it didn't have like the glitz and glam that you're discussing that law and order had at the beginning of their LA episodes. But it also had a little bit of, of comedy. The, the closer did with Kira Sedgwick, but, but this is like, it's I like, it's like the police precinct is like too clean. Cause even in like LA, you know, it's going to be dirty and old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's still a police precinct. Just, you know what I mean? But like, like in this, it just looks like a doctor's waiting room. And it's like, that's not where you wait, you know, interrogate the the murderer, you know what I mean? That kind of a thing. Like, it's just, it's, um, I'm going to finish it. I, I will report back on like how I feel because <laughs> Skeet Ulrich is still in this part. And so is Corey Stahl. But I apparently like this, the, the cast just changes and people drop off and it's just not working. And like they paused in the middle of the season and recast a bunch of things and then re <gasps> back out there. And it just it didn't work. So they just dropped it after one season. So, um, so I can't say that this is something that I would say everybody watch it. I will report back. But, you know, it's just um, I'm being a completist with Law and Order. It's what's up. Uh, Wait, so you're looking for original recipe one, two, three, and four? I'm looking for original recipe one through like 16 because like they have like 13. They usually have 13 through 16 around. Like I think that's on Peacock right now. But mm-hmm. like 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 the first 10 seasons can't find them um, unless you pay yeah. for season one, but okay. it's, it's, it's really, really crazy. So I'm going to be looking around for that. Okay. Let's get into our crushes before we like wrap ourselves up here. Okay. Okay. So crushes of the week, person, place, and thing. My first noun. Okay. My person, you guys, there is this guy that I found on Instagram who likes dogs and he's big and he's hairy and muscly and a lot of times he doesn't have a shirt on and his name is lee asher um okay he i posted a video of him like holding a dog the other day but um i like, like sent the thing to one of my friends and i was like but i love him um <laughs> if you find him on instagram he is the asher house um, A-S-H-E-R, mm-hmm. Lee Asher House. His name is Lee Asher. He's got 1.5 million followers. But if you look at him, he's just like this big, mookie, like, he's six foot three. Ooh. It was girl, and Ooh. I was Googling him too. I was like, I was like, I was like, this man. And the thing is, is but what? he's just like, he's so, oh wait, I just turned off my so, phone as we were like talking. Does he, res- does he rescue them? Is he he does. Dad? And he has like this big, like home in like Oregon. And like he has these days, it's so cute because like 
he'll come on and he'll be like it's rescue day and like he goes and like and these shelters that have like dogs that are kind of like on like the outlist the the old age ones he goes and he rescues those and then the other ones he rehabs them and he fosters them to find them new homes and that sort of thing but he like lives out in this big farm look how big he is compared to everybody else okay and he's always holding yeah. dogs and he's always like oh maybe like and he's always talking all <laughs> cute like doggy talk this is like i feel like i cannot meet this man because i would ruin my family <laughs> <laughs> but like i love him this is why he's a crush <laughs> mm -hmm. he's just a crush but i was googling i'm like is he gay is he what you know what i mean and like the mm -hmm. thing only been linked to one other woman and he never talks about any of his like things okay this is the video that made me like fall in love with him it's this one with him like <laughs> hugging a dog and he's not doesn't have a shirt on and he's always just like loving on these big dogs and things like that and so that's my person this week is lee asher from the asher house who is your person who is my person? I uh, I just had somebody and I forgot. <laughs> I'm just like so sick all the time. Um, <laughs> I got you so excited about Leasha. <laughs> I know. I just, it just like left. Oh, I know who my person is. Oh, hell mm -hmm. yeah. Andrew Huberman. Do, who is this? Do you know who? So he Googling. is a professor of neuroscience at Stanford. Wait, and what's I his think name he's again? an ophthalmologist, Andrew, Andrew Huberman. I cannot you with these scientists. Like I'm over here talking about big men who hug dogs. Okay. <laughs> well, he's a big man too. Don't get don't cute. get it twisted. He is real fine, and he's real smart. But he's like you know he's a neuroscientist, so he's always discussing how to you know Ooh, be a, your cute. better self. And he's no, he is fine. <laughs> like. Y'all, there are some hot nerds out here, y'all. <laughs> we need to go yes. back and start reading. <laughs> yes, yes. Agreed. Agreed. Like, I need to um, learn how to read. But he's um among you and um along with the the pod, he was one of my top podcasts that I listened to this year. But he's I I think the thing I appreciate about him is that he has this like past where you know, he kind of grew up in that skater era, mm -hmm. you know, and um, but then he also is obviously an intellectual and and a smart man. And he's you know. Gungus. He needs to come to like my Oso Sucio parties. <laughs> um, but I I just appreciate him very much because it's like on the one hand, you look at him and he's so nice on the eyes and his body is like amazing. But then you listen to him and he's talking about things that are just kind of out there when it comes to like human development and neurology and high okay, performance and science something. and medicine he's, and all the things. Yeah, he's Huberman Lab on Instagram. And I would not mind if he was in a relationship with Lee Asher. Like, I would like to imagine that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I just gave you that. Like, if, like if I can't have them, then they should have each other. <laughs> So he's my crush. He's my crush. million followers. Mad respect. And he's so cute. Pray. Okay. Um, your place. Do you have a place this week? I feel like 
do I have a place this week? I, I am gonna like um yes I do yes I do oh my god Tiffany's the original building Mm. I'm like what is that 57th and 5th oh I like I had never been in there um and I was like oh Tiffany's like I've never been in there like and people talk about going to Tiffany's it's such an experience and they redid their store like they renovated maybe like a couple of years ago um renovations i'm just looking it up because i don't want to quote it as incorrect uh did you go in oh my god i spent like a a a whole um like a whole evening there so i went there at like what like five and then i didn't leave till like it closed and it's just really beautiful you know they have they have it set up it's not just a store but very much like a museum so Mm -hmm. you get to learn a lot about like the big pieces that are kind of iconic in their collection they have the dress from breakfast at tiffany's there probably the lightly's black dress with the with the jewels um so i i loved like just seeing that in in its case and just seeing kind of you know the 3d of that um they have like beautiful i'm an, i'm like obsessed with the staircase there it's got like leather handles it's just like really beautiful lots of um quartz crystals as part of the design they have been um, in there in like 20 years yeah and obviously and i'm not i'm not a very like um how do i say this like i I wear earrings and i wear one very specific ring because it's like a family thing i'm not a very big jewels person but um you, you know went there people love jewels. you went there and wanted some jewels that's the i thing. wanted to wear some things and i wanted to take some pictures that's for damn sure um, the culture it, of it you just want to be like what does it feel like how heavy yeah. is it you know? yeah but i yeah but i'm also like i'm also kind of like uh to the extreme because i'm like i'm like i just want to wear i want to wear nothing but these jewels i want to be naked and covered in jewels like and now you understand just... kim kardashian with, with the met gala with the beads <laughs> the know? beads yeah so it's it, and then it and it's beautiful too like they like the home section is really nice there as well very beautiful and obviously everything is a high ticket price but it there's like interesting pieces from like different designers that they've had through their years and then the top floor is really cool because it has like all original pieces and some reimagined pieces with the current artistic director and there's also a tiny little section um for uh like watches because I guess Tiffany's did this collaboration and it gives you the whole history like I read all the things um the whole history of um they did a collaboration with what is this um how did you tumble Kate- into tiffany's what Kate- was that journey Kate- like? Philippe? what was the journey that took me there oh i have a i have a pair of earrings and mm-hmm. but they were a gift but it was like basically my mom won a pair of tiffany's earrings in a raffle Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I'm never going to wear these. Do you want them? And I was like, oh, sure. And I How long ago them did because, you win these? Like years ago. Um, and I like them because they're tiny little diamonds, right? But mm-hmm. I'm like, is this real? Is this not real? Like I just, and then I lost <laughs> the backing on, I lost the backing on one of them. So then I was like, oh, let me see if I can get down to the store. And I've been trying to get down to this store 
forever but I was like oh I have time like you know I'm like it's the holidays like I'm making time to not be did they hook you up um so I have an appointment next week (laughs) (laughs) to go talk to somebody the appointments are fun and when they offer you refreshments make sure you take them okay I've been I'm such a when did I become this person that I know these kind of things? <laughs> so yeah, you'll make your appointment, and so when but you you're actually... also like a fountain of other types. You just you're just like a pop culture fountain. Well, Let's the thing is, I just real. but I do like to I do like the finer things in life. So... Yeah, we do. Yeah, so... I mean, don't be don't apologize for that. Like, let's love it. But I'm obsessed with that like place because because you'll beautiful. go to like what it's they'll beautiful. do though is yeah, you'll go to like your own like little portal like a lot of times they'll give you your own like little room or sometimes like a bank where you're like kind of like sitting there but Mm -hmm. um a lot of times it's very private because they don't want people to see your jewels you know and so but you go and you get to like sit down and they like bring out like these little trays that are like lined with velvet and they like put Mm -hmm. your jewelry in it and they like touch everything like all cute and they write it all up and everything like okay well tiffany's take care of this you have to do the shipping yourself and you do like so it's a whole thing but um it's an experience but take the free refreshments always do that um and they have in there also i don't know if you've seen instagrams about this but they have the blue box cafe which is like a tea time at tiffany's and you have to like have a reservation you can and advance. breakfast at tiffany's i can't <laughs> it's it's like a tea time so there's like sandwiches and teas and all kinds of things and and that place was like it was like packed when i say packed it wasn't like noisy but it was just like the when you went up to the host you know that like, place is haunted person, right person 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 what the building Mm-hmm. Because that's what that's what Donald Trump and Marla Maples conceived Tiffany Trump. That's why her name is Tiffany. Is it really? Above it, like yeah, they used to have an apartment up there. That's where he used to keep her. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he kept. That's where he kept his hoe, and that's that was Marla Maples at the time. And that's the <laughs> I thing. did not know allegedly, that. Allegedly, but the thing is, yeah, that was the whole like part of it. Um. Okay. Anyway, my place this month. I'm or this week. Okay, you guys, I'm still thinking about it because I've been planning it. And the thing is, is um, we're going to Vegas in March. Ooh. And yeah, we're going for like a couple days um, for Nelson's birthday, even though it's his birthday is like in like a week. But we're going to be celebrating then because we have like Nicki Minaj concert. Go back to the last week episode. Yeah. We talked about it. But the thing is, is this week I did. I booked my flight. I booked mm-hmm. the hotel. And the thing is, is like they're staying at one hotel. And I, I'm not giving away the hotels here. So you guys, I'm not like. The Nicki Minaj concert weekend. A lot of people are going to be out there. You don't even know which hotel I'm staying in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, the is, is, but the one that um, Nelson and Phil got is like across the street. And I was like, I can't because um, it's like so much money there. And the mm-hmm. thing is, so like for what I would have spent in their hotel, I'm going to still spend in my hotel. But I'm getting a sweet. I'm like, I'm going to be cute. <laughs> like, like, I was like, I'm going to get a kitchenette. Like, yes, I will take the kitchenette, please. I will also take the living room. And I will take, like, <laughs> I was just like, I was like, okay, so I'm going to do this for myself. But the thing is, is I'm kind of like justifying it because um, I really didn't buy myself anything crazy with like my Christmas bonus. You know what I mean? Like you, mm-hmm. like, like, um, so like there's that, you know what I mean? And I didn't even use it all, but I did use a lot of it on like Christmas gifts and things like that. And plus just general mm-hmm. bills, like life is expensive. So mm-hmm. I did that. Don't have to worry about any bills this month, but um, I have a nice job coming up like in the next like week that mm-hmm. um, is like, 
it's a good job for me. So I don't need to feel like crazy about like spending a little bit of money on myself to go and like replenish myself and go have some fun. So like, but I'm also, kind of, you know, like if you want it, get it. Like, I know, but like still at you've the same grown. time. I know that's the thing is, is like that, that's, that's the imposter comp, like the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, like, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing spending this kind of money on myself? You know, those kind of things. But at the same time, it's just like, and it's not even crazy. Like, I'm not going crazy. Like, I'm not doing like a $700 suite or something like that. But the thing is, is like, it just, it worked out and like the points and all that sort of a thing, you know, that I was like, I can do this and be cute. And the thing is, is and not have like a timeline and I have to get dog sitters and that because Anthony has, has a gig that weekend. But um, I'm going to go out there and just kind of like sleep in. And have my own time and not like, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to go mm -hmm. see a concert and then we don't really have like, I don't have any concrete plans with everybody for the rest of the weekend. So I know that we're going to do like dinners, but like, mm -hmm. I'm going to wake up at 1130. I might wake up at 8 a.m. Go play a slot machine and go right back to bed. I may have a <laughs> cookie and walk around and then just go lay down. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like, I'm going to bring some crazy clothes. Cause that's where I do do my dressing. Like when I, I, yes. I am male Carrie Bradshaw. Like I will bring my leopard print bomber jacket. Like I will bring like crazy clothes because <laughs> like half the people there are trash. Cause it's, it's Vegas. You know what I mean? Like it is the mm -hmm. butthole of the United States that everybody flocks there. <laughs> and like, it is such an amalgamation. So the thing is, depending on how much money you have, it depends on how, like where you get to sit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm -hmm, where... mm -hmm. Oh, here's something to you guys. Um, I know we have to wrap this up. There is an app called Disco Tech. Okay, download that. You should actually download this. And what you, is this? Yeah, download Disco Tech um, and T-E-C. Wait, before I do that, one more time. Do you have a link? Because like, if you could get paid and I could get a little something, oh, no. that'd be great. It's no. not like that, no. Like um, mm -hmm. Disco Tech, and it's, it's um, Disco and then T-E-C-H, okay? So what Disco Tech has is available guest lists in the city that you're in for big cities. So even I can use this in San Diego. You can use it in L.A. But Vegas is the city and maybe New York, actually. New York might be a good city to use this in because it's a big mm. nightclub city. But Disco Tech is essentially it's one of those apps that if there's lots of guest space, you know, guest list space and that sort of a thing, you can mm -hmm. get on a guest list. And you get into the club. Sometimes you have to wait in line for a little bit, but you don't mm -hmm. got to pay. And for like big places like Hakkasan and like Vegas and that kind of shit. So if you've always wanted to see a venue and you don't really give a shit about like um, sitting in a booth or, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if you want to like breeze through, because I'm like one of those kind of people, like I like to like walk in, see what's up, ghost, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Disco Tech is perfect for that because you can you can pop yourself onto these lists. And sometimes for really, really great places, and especially like for girls, it really works out for you with uh, the straight places because you're girls, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. they want to fill the place up with women. So, but it's a great app to use for that. And you just can see what's going on that night. So you don't even have to pre-plan, which is good for people like you that are flying everywhere yeah. and that you're yeah. going to be in a city for a night and that you're like, you know what? I don't want to go to bed right now. This is perfect for you. So like, right. like this, this good, this good tech app. Okay. Um, your thing, what is your thing before we close out for the night? What is my thing? Oh yeah. I'm going to be basic, but I fucking love my simple modern cup. I cannot. <laughs> She's not a Stanley girl. She's a simple modern girl. Yeah. 
Um, I am such, I just love it because mine has the ability that I can go cold or hot. So like when I have my cold beverages, I do my straw. And mm-hmm. when I have my hot beverages, I do my, my flip lid. But the best thing about it is that it's, it's such a perfect seal. So like I throw it in my bag and I don't have to be as stressed that, that it's going to spill everywhere if it's like a little sideways. But the thing is, it is about user error because I will admit earlier today I had my Stanley cup and I didn't flip the thing all the way down because I didn't realize it because I'm still getting used to it. And I put it in my book bag and then I leaned over to like clip the dogs and all this water came tumbling out like just (laughs) because I didn't realize it was just slightly open. So there's that. Um, My thing this week that I'm going to throw out there is going to be, um, I bought all these new Christmas ornaments. I need to make it my thing, even though I get to use them yet this year. But the thing is, it's like they're here. And so um, this is almost all put away too. So I have like the, the candy tree is still up, but the whole living room, everything is taken down, but all the ornaments are still on the table. So you have to go back in their packages, but I have a system. Mm -hmm. There's a system. There's a way that things work in this house, and there's a way that things I, work away. It looks like you have out. to have a system. These yeah. trees, you guys, are so beautiful and so lush. Like his tree is like the trees are just full of decorations, and it all looks so good together. And it's interesting things to look at. Like it's the kind of Christmas tree that, like, as a little kid, you would just stare at it for hours because there's just so much to look at, and it's really nice. Well, thank I like your you. Trees. I have four boxes of, of stuff that I didn't put out this year. That's the thing is it's like and this year it's taking me so much longer to put stuff away just because it's just taking me longer. But I would say like my new Christmas ornaments. I bought a bunch of stuff from like Disney this year because I realized, y'all, there's another tip. Um, nobody has Black Friday anymore. Like it's it's happening the month before, <laughs> essentially, because everybody's <laughs> trying to beat each other. And what happened in the shop Disney is that they put all of their ornaments that are usually like $28 and more. They're like the Mickey heads, super glass ornaments. They're beautiful. They're they're and that's something that me and Anthony usually buy. Like we don't um like when we travel places, we'll get a magnet that maybe says where where the place is, something small to take home. But we'll usually get like a Christmas ornament, you know, because it's something that you can like remember the place or remember mm-hmm. the year and you put it away. And so that's been something that since we've been going to Disney together, we've always got these like Mickey heads. Well, this year I did jump the line because everybody's been going to Disney and I knew they were going to be selling out. And thank God mm-hmm. I did. They did sell out the ones that I wanted. But I went on shop Disney and I purchased them there and I got the Black Friday special plus another like 40% off. So I ended up paying like $11 for these $30, $40 ornaments. So that is my favorite thing right now. And um, yeah, so that's my favorite. Couponing. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I feel like we were just talking on the phone and I'm just like, wait a second. We're we're, we're on this thing. Okay. You guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Bald and Bingeable. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Aggie. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Ms. Agada Ramirez. Same. Um, listen, everybody, make sure that if you are in San Diego, that you guys are keeping an eye out for those Dirty Bear Oso Sucia parties that we have them every third Friday of the month in San Diego. This month in January, we have DJ Taj in house. And um, next month in March here in San, or I'm sorry, next month in February here in San Diego, we have DJ Alex. Big deal. He's going to be at the white party this year. We get him before that. So um, do keep your eyes out. And Susia is 
on the road we are going to palm springs we have a bunch of dates coming up in palm springs this year our very first one is going to be february 22nd that's going to be thursday february 22nd we are kicking off president's day weekend at the barracks with an underwear party right before ibc that international bear convergence so we aren't an official party for ibc because why um <laughs> but we are going to be there in town that weekend and so it's going to be fun um, and so please do come out and see us. You can find all that information at ososuciaevents.com. You guys can find me and Aggie. You can find all of our information at other show notes today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Do bald and bingeable. And good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.